Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats. Is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys and chill, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V, the number five, zero, believe 50. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with our host, former tight end Jason Dunn and former cornerback Eric Warfield. Fellas, uh, how you doing? JD, happy birthday again, my man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, my man. Appreciate it. You know, uh, you can say it, man, it was good to get all the well wishes and all the love that I, I just got shown. So uh, it's definitely a blessing. Uh, I'm grateful. Thank God to see in another year uh, of my life. Hope to have, you know, many, many more. And the That's thing is, up. yeah, yeah. So it was good, man. It was good. Spent some time with my family, got some good food, Monday night football, had a victory on Sunday, the day, you know, the night before. I mean, everything was beautiful, man, for the birthday. Well, happy birthday again, man. Happy birthday. Appreciate and it. Anymore. Thank you. Anymore, yeah. Um, gotta say, uh, I don't know if it was the, you know, the luck of your, your birthday on Monday. I had placed a bet on Sunday during the four o'clock games, a, a five-team bet. I put $100 on it. I had San Francisco winning Monday night. That was the la- that was the last bet of my of my uh, my parlay. Ended up winning twenty four hundred on a hundred dollar bet. On what? Oh snap! Oh. <laughs> I'm rolling Mark, the paper today. <laughs> Mark, you got all right. You got to teach me what these bets you're making. Of. What, what what is this on? What are you, what are you betting on? I dr- the DraftKings app. It's an online, yeah, online betting. Yeah, if you if you have DraftKings available in your estate, then you can yeah you can do it as well. Shoot, I might. I don't know. I don't know Kentucky's laws. I know you guys got the Kentucky Derby, but I don't know outside of that if you guys know what your uh, state looks like as far as sports betting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I might, I might just give you the money. You know what I mean? If that's the deal, <laughs> All right? Please <laughs> rep for me. Well, I know I'm late, but we're gonna get the show started so we can get, get Marcus out of here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, before we go, I, I, I before we get into the the, the, uh, the questions for the, uh, the Chiefs, I do want to ask you, e, who do you got on Saturday? Sean Porter, Terrence Crawford, who you got? <laughs> I don't <Really>? know. <laughs> really? I, okay. I guess the better question is, do you think it will be a knockout in what, what round then? Do you, do you, it'll go the distance. 
Sean's a, Sean's a tough fighter. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a good one. To, I think the odds are right now that uh, I think it's plus 500 uh, Sean Porter wins, but I, I obviously don't think that's going to happen. Sean Porter, man, all, all day. And I love Terrence Crawford. Sean Porter, man, he's a bad boy. You know, for real. I mean, he lost to Errol Spence and, and you think he's... Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm all for, you know what? Uh, I'm loyal. Just like I pick my Chiefs every week to win, I can't go against uh, the, the heart of Nebraska to lose either. So, yeah. um, But something was off during today's little interviews with Terrence Crawford, and it's like I just wasn't feeling his vibe. And I don't know what's going on with him and his, 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 his world of boxing, but it's just things just seem off. But it could happen. Um is it should it happen? No, I think Terrence is a better fighter. So, mm. yeah, I mean, regardless of what happens in this fight, I hope that they can work something out where they get Errol Spence and uh, Crawford. That's the fight. I think that's the fight we all want to see Errol Spence and Crawford as the next one it's, at some point. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so we're going to go into uh, Raiders Chiefs. Obviously, you know, some to some people that was a surprise in the, in the sports world. I know we all picked uh, the Chiefs to win last week, uh, but. Obviously, you know, the Chiefs took care of business, winning 41 to 14. Um, and I think a lot of people are the Chiefs are back on everyone's radar again. What did you guys think? What did this game tell you on uh, Sunday? So, for me, um, defensively, kind of overlooking the last few years, we've always been like a second half season step up type defense. Um, and it seems like that second half has made its entry and the defense is stepping it up. Um, I love the the intensity. I love the the playmaking out there. I was overly ecstatic to see Dan Sorensen get an interception um, with his play, uh, and, and the offense was just clicking on every level. You know, it took us a minute to catch some some uh, some some deep plays, but you keep picking away at something, it's always going to open up that back end, and it happened. You know, um, Darrell Williams played an excellent game. Uh, running out the backfield and catching the ball. Uh, so all in all, it was just great, great ball. I was a little concerned at first having Wiley start the right tackle against Crosby, but man, he played a hell of a game. JD? Uh, you know what? It, 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 it just showed me that, man, we have a resilient team. So that's what it actually showed me. And it showed me also, too, that during this time, they, they, they've been able to somewhat make these adjustments. And I think really people were just talking about, you know, getting Patrick figured out. Like, oh, you know, the defense has finally figured out Patrick Mahomes. Well, during that time, Patrick Mahomes is figuring out the defenses as well. So this is this is things like, like subtle things have been changing defensively against the Chiefs. And so during that time, he, he was trying to make the adjustments. And I think part of the adjustment was to how you're going to call games, get the running game, uh, you know, involved with, with the guys. Uh, and also, too, you know, take your shots down the field. And I think this last week was kind of, you know, I would say I wanted to run the ball a little bit more, but I think they did a much better job as far as, like, getting the ball out of their hands. And we talked about this. Sometimes when you're trying to make changes about things that you want to do offensively, you know, you got to work on them in practice. And it doesn't just come like that, like, just in a week. You know, it's, it's it takes time. And so during this, this time, I, I just seen that offensively, you could just tell they had a, a better feel. They seemed like they were just a little bit more comfortable because now all of a sudden you can start getting into division games where these things are like everything counts. 
right? It's a different focus when you get started talking about those teams because you got to play them twice. Uh, resiliency on the defensive side. I mean, they did a tremendous job. And I said this, two things you got to stop with, with uh, Vegas, okay, with Oakland. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Raiders. You stop the run game, which they did. They did a tremendous job against that. And number two, you stop Waller. And they, they, they succeeded in doing that. I, like I said, I don't really have a whole lot of, you know, confidence in those guys on the outside because, the, to me, those are just guys, just pieces. And Derek Carr, man, he, you know, he came in, didn't really have a good game. But, hey, I think a lot of it had to do with the defense, what they were showing him, what they gave him, giving him some pressure. Uh, did a great job of it. Did a great job of it. Um, I said, you know, the special teams did a good job, too. You know, a little, little fake they, they had. I love it. Creative. Don't worry about these things. Just go out there and go play football and have a good time. We could have, uh, of course, got the one field goal and the, and the fumble. But other than that, I think this was resiliency from just a team standpoint. So that's what I see. And E, uh, you made mention of it on Twitter and during text, but uh, anything specific you want to say about Daniel Sorensen with his uh, interception, that big play he had? Well, it's just to me, it's a confidence builder. And, and even when I posted that, I had a lot of people, with, you know, I wouldn't say a lot, but a few kind of chimed in and was like, you know what, he's still a bad apple. You know, he's still a, cr a crappy player. And he's not. Dan has got seven years in the NFL. You know, that's a, 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 a percentage that a lot of guys won't see. He's got stats in the NFL. He's got a Super Bowl ring to go along with that, that career. So, you know, let, let's think about it before we sit there and try to bash a man that's, that's raising a family of his own that's trying to make it through a season and make plays. Yeah, he's struggling this year. It happens. Uh, but, yeah, he's been a part of this team. and We've been on the top. So, we, you know, let's support him through his bad. You know, it, it, it hurts to watch him uh, give up some of the big plays. But, yeah, give the man a chance. You know, let's not, let's not just beat him while he's down. You know, yeah, he's struggling. He's still one of our own. Yeah, I thought it was encouraging to see the whole, the whole uh, team on the sidelines kind of like you know, everyone was so pumped up when he had the interception. So I think it was not, it was nice to see. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, it's, but this is this is kind of like kind of going to that. It's, this is what kind of bothers me with, you know, criticism of of players and, and teams in itself. Right. Uh, especially this team this year. And a lot of it has been trying to grab straws about what's going on. What's the problem? What's you know, what's going on with this guy? Look, like you said. Look, Dan Sorensen's over the past few years, his body of work has, has has done wonders for the Chiefs, right? I mean, he's made some big plays in, in some big games, and we cheered him for it, you know? And it's the same thing with, with, with Patrick Mahomes. But then all of a sudden, if a guy's not playing as well, or, you know, some things is just not looking as, as, as crisp as he usually is, first thing everybody wants to do is all oh, let's replace him. Now, like I said before, the week before when they was trying to buy out his contract, I just think, Things like that, man, is just too far. And if you're going to be critical of a guy, you know, make sure you have the full context of like why are you being you criticizing him right now. And if you're not looking at what he's done, his body of work, his history of work, and then all of a sudden you just you abandon him. To me, that's just that's, that's a little low. That's a little low, especially if you're a fan. You know, you you're supposed to stick with guys in their hard times. Not saying that they they don't deserve criticism or some type of you know correction. But it's also too like like listen, let's let's put these things in perspective, all right? And I think one thing this these past few weeks, 
everybody always talking about, well, you know, uh, you know, they ain't that good of a team. Oh, you know, they just beat the Giants. Oh, they didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Look, still, like you said, E, you know, you want to take these things, man, and build on that confidence, confidence builders. So regardless if you beat New York, okay, it wasn't a very good football team. Aaron Rodgers don't come in. We beat Jordan Love, okay, but they still got three pieces around them uh, to, to play football and a great defense. You know, you still got to take those victories because they mean something. All those things mean something. And so when we criticize the people, we got to understand, like, you know what? Like you said, look, we have families. They got families. We got to make sure that our criticism is actually hitting the mark. Not saying that Dan has, has played spectacular this year, right? He's made mistakes. He's got beat on a lot of different plays, you know. But is this something that he could work through? Is this something that Patrick, that I think, just was able to work through? A good football team learns how to win. They learn how to make things work. They learn how to get it done. And I think right now, all like the adversity that had, they had to see just made them better, just made them better focused, made them more trust in everybody else around them as opposed to all the noise out here. And so I just think as fans, as, as people who love football, and if you're, you're just a Chiefs fan, uh, you got to stick with you guys doing this through bad time, bad and good. That's just me. Yeah, and, and I think, uh, you know, you, you brought up some of the past games we had. You know, the criticism after we beat the Packers was, oh, yeah, if Rodgers was playing that game, they would have won that game. We Our offense couldn't move the ball. Well, our offense scored 13 points, or our team scored 13 points, whereas Seattle, and they had everybody back. Russell Wilson was back. They couldn't score anything against Green Bay. So, I mean, 13 points, it's a good defense, you know. Good defense. Yeah. Uh, another takeaway that everyone was kind of talking about uh, after the game on Sunday was uh, Melva Ingram's presence. Uh, what were your thoughts and takeaways on uh, his play so far in, in that game on Sunday? I mean, he's settling in. He's understanding his, his role. I've I seen they move him. They, they move him inside. They, they, they have him in a rush in. They have him, you know, uh, behind the line in the linebacker. Um, so they're, they're taking full advantage of what he brings. And, and I like it. You know, they still, we're still, uh, experiment with Chris Jones, you know, inside, outside. And Chris is just a force. It's just, you know, if everybody else is not playing up to a, a, a good level, um, then it's not – he can't do it all by himself. And right now I think a lot of those guys are kind of stepping up. Even Rick Jaron has stepped up and Frank Clark is stepping up. And so, like I said, I, I, I don't know if it's just because that's how we've operated just like over the years, second half of the season. Defense seems to turn things around. Uh, and we play better in the second half, but that's kind of where it's at. And, and adding a player of Melvin statue uh, is, is starting to work his way in our favor. And I, I, we, I like the signing. Well, you know, I think he, he, he brings a physical force to the room that's needed and, and a veteran voice that they, without a doubt uh, was desperate for. And I think with his, his, his presence, uh, with leadership, and I'm sure just his 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 passion about the game, uh, he's getting those guys right, man. When you got a new guy in the room, it it, it kind of brings something to you, especially if you know who you, who's coming in, somebody who's physical. We seen that when he, he hit the running back, you know, on Sunday. I mean, it was like wow, and then that, that's what you see. I seen that when he the first week when he took that tackle and he put it on Jordan Love's lap. I, uh, you know, you could see the physical presence, and the room didn't really have that. Chris was out for a few games. You know, we've been waiting for, you know, Frank Clark to kind of wake up to see what he can do. All the guys up front was just kind of, you know, praying pedestrian at best. And sometimes what you need, you just need somebody to come in shaking it up, you know, with a little bit more oof in them, right? 
And so when you got a veteran voice, guys get complacent sometimes. When you got young guys and everybody's kind of friends and stuff, you get complacent. You know, so you need a guy like an outlier that comes in all of a sudden and changes things up, who's a different voice as opposed to Tyrone Matthew and, and maybe Chris Jones. Like I said, he was still dealing with the, you know, the risk deal. But Melvin's coming in, man, with a whole different presence, man. I love it. And I think without that piece, still been struggling defensively, without, without a doubt. Well, Melvin's got a chip on his shoulder. You know, you go from being yeah. like an all-pro player in San Diego to being released from, the, from, from Pittsburgh, yeah. You got something to prove. And yeah. when you go out there and you're trying to, you know, show people that you still got it, these other guys see that. Okay, I'm not trying to lose my job. Well, I'm trying to keep up with what he's bringing. Mm-hmm. You know, him and Chris are bringing. And so, it's, yeah, it, 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 it definitely makes everybody else step it up. Shoot, and you had to think about this too, E. Look, if you didn't think this guy didn't factor in that he might be playing against his old team, they got rid of him, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, shoot, I, I get to see his jokers too. They got rid of yeah. him. I'm going to make him pay. I'm going to give him a little pain. You know what I'm saying? Shoot. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm show you. It's like if, you, if your girlfriend dumps you, you try to show up where she's at with a new one. Yeah. Oh, come on. Look better than her. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so as we get to the next concern, um, and this is something that kind of bothered me, you know, watching the morning shows this uh, this past week so far. You know, is it there? Is it the is it the Chiefs' credit or is it the, the demise of the Raiders? Right, but they really can't say that as we go to play Dallas this week because this is you know, this is a great litmus test. You want to see where we are right now? Playing Dallas is the is the is a is a big one. Number one offense in the league as far as points per game. Um, they just coming off a forty three to three blowout over Atlanta. What do you want to see going into this weekend against the Cowboys? Because this is a different team we haven't kind of played yet. Kind of team we have we, we likes we haven't seen yet so far this year. So what do you want to see against Dallas? It's just consistency for me. You know, go out and, and defensively show that you're on the same page as you were last week. You know, go out there and continue to bust heads and make plays. You know, uh, put the pressure on the quarterback. Um, you know, because Dak is playing at a high level right now. Give him credit for what he's done. Coming off his injury, he is playing excellent football. Outside of what he did against Denver, I think that was just an overall bad team day for them. Uh, but they bounced back. You know, they bounced back hard against Atlanta. And Atlanta's been on a three-game, I think three or four-game win streak. So it wasn't like, you know, Atlanta was just playing like crap. So you got a really, really, really good team coming in here that's good at running the ball with two running backs, that's got a good style offensive line, some good receivers, uh, a good defense, and I, I don't. I guess I got already given Dak credit for what he's done. So, uh, a really good defense that's that's playing really well. So we just got to be consistent. You know, don't let a bad play or or a bad series uh, put us in the dumpsters. Uh, and if we can go out and win this game, you know, I can take what we did against uh, Las Vegas and say that you know we're back. But it's not really saying that we're back beating a team that's kind of in turmoil because they've lost the coach. They've lost two good players. So they're kind of in their heads about where they're at as a team overall. Uh, but yet a win is a win. And to go out and get it at their place where we did it, it's a great win to get us on the right track. Now to go out and, and, and to beat the, the Cowboys, uh, that would be a really, really big win. And the worst part right now is that I think two of our losses have come at home. You know, that's, you know, we don't usually lose at home. And to have them come into our place and to get a victory, it'd be really, really big. Yeah, so, uh, you know, my thing is, if if 
Dallas comes in and we're not prepared. We're not prepared for what they have offensively. Uh, and this is what I really see is this is going to be our biggest challenge defensive defensive wise against a great football team offensively. Right. Uh, they got plenty of weapons, plenty of weapons around them. Like you said, he's actually playing at, at a high level. Uh, that's going to be, you know, their power coming in. I think we, we can uh, offensively, we can match up with them. I think we got a better thing that they do on the, on, on the defensive side. Uh, we really have to worry about anybody said Parsons on the outside, really. Uh, but I think as far as ma- uh, uh, matchup, offensively, we win. Uh, like I said, it, this is going to be a big big test. And this is going to be a big test for our defense to see exactly where they are, right? Like you said, he, look, we've been trying Chris inside out, Melvin being a part of the defense now. Uh, I think our secondary has been doing really well uh, past few games. <laughs> um, I think, man, we're going to be all right. I think we're going to be all right. As long as we're going to let that running game, don't get uh, Ezekiel started, don't get him, you know, running down the throat, uh, we're going to be fine. I think at first, at front seven is going to have to step up, man. It's going to be, it's, it's got to be up. And one, start, one, you know, Sorry to cut you off, J.D., but I think that one thing that Dallas is going to do that's going to come back to bite them in the ass is they're going to look at the way Diggs is playing and yeah. think that Diggs can cover Tariq Hill one-on-one. That's going to be a mistake. You better do what every other team has done and double him. Because do you think that Diggs can cover Tariq Hill? <laughs> You're in for a big mistake. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. You said you said that right. If you did, I don't care who it is. If you think you could cover Tariq Hill one on one and gonna win most of those battles, you're sadly mistaken. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's gonna be kind of uh, you know, scheme wise. I wonder what they're gonna run defensively, right? Because we haven't really been seeing – it's been a mixed match of, like, the, the, the soft two-shell that we've been seeing it in, in, against Kansas City. Last week, uh, Raiders didn't really do that as much. They was running a little bit more man. And I was, I was checking it out. I'm like, okay, this is how you're going to try to play him, right? So we'll see. So I think, man, you know, Pat is going to be ready for, for either one. Uh, another – our running back, supposed to be having the CEH back. He may be coming back this week. Don't know. I don't know. I like, you know, but I, I like the guys that's in right now. Daryl Williams do a good job. You know, Gore's been coming in and, and running his way. If, if we could work CEH maybe one or two in, maybe something just to kind of get him going, fine. I ain't got no problem with it. But right now, Daryl Williams, he, he's he's earned that spot, man. He's a hammerhead. He's running hard. Uh, let me get some quick love, man, all right, just from the plays of the game. For my tight ends, who's doing a great job. Blake Bell, Noah Gray getting his first touchdown. Travis Kelsey still doing what he's doing out there. So hats off to the TEs, man, for just getting it all done this past week, doing a tremendous job. And I think uh, the enemy or even Andy, because that's always a, a question about who's running the show. Look, both of them guys are doing it. Hats off to them, man, for calling a great game. I thought they did a good job offensively as well. This is something I, I didn't notice because you kind of mentioned that, JD. How early did Oakland kind of go, or Oakland, uh, Vegas go away from that the, the cover two shell that most teams have been playing for? They did do that a little bit at the beginning, but I, I kind of stopped watching as to when they broke away from that. Uh, I, well, I was going to say to me, it seemed like once uh, Kansas City was just getting the ball out of his hand, Patrick was getting rid of the ball quick, and it was like one, two, fire, fire. So, w- what do you do with that two shell if you're just going to be backing up deep? It just don't hit you low. And so we know we have probably the best uh, receiving tight end uh, and running after the with the catch. 
and Travis Kelsey. So he was eating them up. All of a sudden, you start giving, you know, McCole Harmon, you know, little little thing here, uh, Tyreek Hill, something quick. And so when you start doing that, guys, look, you're going to give us this, we're going to take it. And that's just what you do. You just take advantage of what the defense is going to give you. And so, like I said, through these past weeks, there's been an adjustment that Patrick had to make. He's been making these adjustments, just coming through. And I knew this it is going to take some time, you know, because, you know, really, offseason is when you really put all your hay in the barn, okay? Like what you're going to think about, what teams are going to do against you and stuff. Tampa gave the blueprint. So everybody said, oh, this game we play against Kansas City, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to attack them. And so I think Patrick didn't quite know that coming into the season. Like, ah, well, you know, we go back to our, our, our regular stuff. No, it ain't happened like that. And so they start doing this two shell, you know, up high. Well, we didn't make no adjustments some of those weeks. We was getting beat because we looked for the chunks. He kept talking about it. We always look for chunks, chunks. And he'd been asking for it. He, they gave it to you. Been asking for it. Ball coming out their hand quick. You start seeing a little bit more of that, right? Did, did, did you disagree with that or not? What do you think? Me? Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, the, the, the thing to be covered to is down the middle. Cover, cover two is going to take anything deep and outside. And the thing that that a post route or anything inside is going to is it will eat you alive in cover two. And that's what Kelsey does. You know, if you if you want to sit there and let Kelsey tear you apart, it's going to open up every every other aspect of your defense. And when Kelsey was hot early in the half, I think he had close to 80 yards uh, in the first half. So it's like, hey, we can't just run cover two. We got to switch it up to something else. And all of a sudden, you know, you got Tariq Hill catching outside, catching crossing routes. Nicole catching route. So it's, it's, it opens up everything for everybody else. And it just seems to be that uh, Kelsey is the kryptonite for, for, for the Raiders, that they have no answer for him. And so with him being able to get open during the middle, inside the middle, it, it, it opens up everything else. And so it, um, you don't have the effects of Tariq Hill to take the top off you. But if you're going to keep letting Kelsey tag you for 12, 20 yards, you have to switch up your defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At deep middle's open. Well, we got beat on it. We got beat on it by uh, who was that? Yeah. yeah, we ran. I was like, man, get out of it too. Get out of that cover too. Get out of it. Seriously. Yeah. All right. And then, so of course, and then right that Mike linebacker when he vacates that spot, ball, and that's where they hit Travis a couple of times. You know, so all day. Mm-hmm. As far as uh, defensively, um, I was one of the morning shows. I forgot who said it, but um, I believe they were talking about how. Dallas wants to beat Kansas City from the offensive uh, perspective is kind of establishing a, a, the play-action game that Tennessee kind of got away with doing against us. Tannehill was killing us in the play-action uh, during the uh, when we played Tennessee. That's something that Dallas may want to exploit. Um, I mean, ha- do, do you see that being something that, that they could key in on? I think we'll switch everything up from what we did against Tennessee. Our whole game plan was to stop Henry for that game, and I think we did a good job. But it just opened up everything else with Tannehill to just pick us apart. Um, so I'm pretty sure Spags understands that he's got two good running backs, one really good one in Zeke, uh, one up and coming out guy in Pollard to where he can game plan around those guys, keep them intact, but also find a way to, to, to kind of slow things up for that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I believe that too. I, I think, like you said, when you try to overcompensate, you know, trying to stop Derrick Henry, cause you knew that's what you had to do. You go in the whole time, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, you, you just know what he's been doing the teams. Yeah. You immediately start thinking, well, they're going to run the ball first, second, and third down. Or we, you know, we're going to see him. Of course, first touchdown, Derrick Henry, boop, pop pass. And then after that, you know, you start running play action, man. That, I mean, that that's going to get you. So yeah. I, I think our first seven, 
Uh, and I'm just saying this, Bolton, Hitchens, Gabe, they, they've been doing a good job. The front four has been doing a good job. I like the rotation. And I think Ezekiel Elliott, uh, I mean, just to me, my own opinion about it, is not the same guy he was past couple of years. I don't know what he's it is. older. I mean, everybody's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he ain't been in the league. I don't get that old. Hey man, dude, guys, he been getting banged up. You know, that's 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 their, that was their go-to for a while. Yeah, yeah, workhorse. And then, you know, Paula comes in, man, gives him a nice, nice answer, nice mix to it. Uh, they got a good one-two punch. You can't do. deny that. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's just like, you know, you stop those guys – don't worry about the tight end, but, you know, Lamb, you know, Lamb's going to try to take the top off the defense. Uh, Amari Cooper, he, you know, he just run his route, precise, as solid as they come in the, in the league. Uh, and Gallup, Gallup as well. So they got some pieces, man. But I think, man, if you you slow them down, the thing is you make sure they don't score no more than 21 points, we'll win this game hands down. We easy, easy. Well, I don't say easy, but at least uh, convincingly we should be able to beat them. Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see what they do with uh, Bolton because Bolton, um, I was surprised to see because yeah, it wasn't, I, wasn't something I was paying attention to during the game, but he has lowest amount of snaps so far in the season uh, on Sunday against the Raiders. He only had 19 snaps on Sunday, which I thought was interesting because, you know, he's been progressing so well. Um, last thing. I think we'll, he's dealing with some injuries. Oh, really? I think the game before, he, he a couple of times I saw him going to the sideline after hits. I don't know if it's a shoulder or what, but he's he's, he's dealing with something that that's um, – internal on the body, I think. Yeah, hopefully he gets right because, I mean, he's been phenomenal so far this year. Um, so, I guess yesterday, Andy Reid had a press conference talking about Josh Gordon, how he's still expecting him to come on and, you know, ex- explode with the offense. Um, he, you kind of mentioned something during the game while you were you were watching him uh, against uh, the Raiders defenders. What did you notice from um, Josh Gordon? I mean, he's, he's struggling on man on press man coverage. Um, I think he's the perfect build of a guy that you want to throw for a deep ball on a challenge. That's he's, he's that big guy. He's a possession guy. But if he's not able to get off the line of scrimmage, then, you know, a lot of these plays are based on timing. You know, you got a certain time, but you got to be at a certain spot. Because when that, when that quarterback gets back and push that, plants that, <coughs> and plants that foot, he's looking for you to be at that spot so he can release that ball. If you're not there, he's got to look somewhere else. I just don't – I haven't – with my, you know, paying attention to what Gordon's doing, he's not able to get off the, the press coverage and he's not getting to those spots. Um, yeah, he could probably still catch phenomenal passes or, or, or make, you know, routes look good. But in the play of game, I just haven't seen him hit those spots or get, in, uh, get off man coverage. Okay, that's where I'm going to disagree with E here. All right, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on this, E. All right. I, this past week, like I, I didn't really see too much of of, of him uh, not getting off coverage as much. I think a lot of the problems, and I'm I'm just you know I'm just been thinking about this and trying to make an assessment about where he is. How come he's not getting the football? And you know we got to realize, man, this guy hadn't played football what about two years, okay? And so when you're sitting over, you're trying to get your your, your, your game legs up underneath you, and also too you're taking this square peg, you're trying to put him into this this whole of an offense is going to be a little bit difficult. I, I, I've said this, man, this, this is a, this is a little man's offense. It really is. And so that, like you said, like, you know, that throwing that fade route, like, look, you should at least try that. At least try the little fade route with it. Okay. Or that, like you say, try to get the, you know, getting the first down possession receiver, you know, just big body guys up. But 
I think, to be honest with you, it'd probably take Josh Gordon for him to really get into this offense, be incredible and, and kind of getting in the ball, working him in. I'm thinking maybe week about 14 that we really going to start seeing him. You know what I'm saying? I know they're talking about maybe, you know, giving him a couple more looks this way. And maybe it's the, maybe it's the fade route. Maybe it's what we're talking about, that, that jump ball. Just seeing what he can got. You know, see what he can do. Uh, but I think when he's going to be working the offense, week 11, about 13, 14, I think he'll start – he'll have his legs up underneath him the way he should. And we should start probably see another guy uh, out there on the field. But uh, I don't know, man. I, you know, the first few games that I, that when he was in there, uh, he looked good. He didn't look like it, man. He was getting past, you know, little presses and all of that. So, I don't know. I, I think it's just fitting into the offense, man. And then, like I said, if a guy hadn't been there for you, you're still trying to learn who he is. You still got to learn who he is. So if Andy says it, I, I trust it. If he says he's going to try to get him the ball, get him worked in, you best believe they're thinking of plays to throw ball to him. So it's good. That's good news. It's great news, matter of fact, because we need that weapon. We need that weapon. Exactly. I was going to ask, if Andy Reid's saying that at a press conference, what does that mean? Is it just positive encouragement? like, Or, you know, what, what is that? No, shoot. You know, I don't, I don't see Andy just kind of just talking this to be talking, man. I mean, if he said he's going to do it, I'm sure they've already, you know, at least, sure, they probably asking the same question, you know, that we ask him. How come he ain't getting worked in? You know, when the coach is being like, man, how come we can't get this guy the ball? What's, what's the deal? What we need to do? What we need to change up, get in motion, you know, get in some plays where he can get some looks. We need to do a much better job of it, and I'm sure he's made it a point. That's just how these things go. I, I hope he. I hope this weekend's his breakout game. I hope it's sooner than week fourteen. I, I, I want to see Josh Gordon get a touchdown. <laughs> I want him. Yeah, yeah. I just said week fourteen because I think he have his legs and everything up underneath, like the game legs, like he needs. Yeah. You know. And plus, a, a newly a new acquisition guy needs a bye week, and the fact that our our bye week's week twelve this year. That's kind of you know that's that's tough. That's so that's so far on the season. Um, yeah. All right, so okay, so we're going to go to our final topic, our game predictions. So this Sunday, the Dallas Cowboys will be traveling to Kansas City for America's Game of the Week on Fox at four twenty-five. Um, we don't actually see, we don't see Dallas that much. I think the last time we saw them was was Alex. No, well, we saw we saw them a couple of years ago where Tyreek Hill had that little like little screen they took to the house at the halftime. But then before that, last time they came to Kansas City was Tony Romo versus Alex Smith and uh, Andy Reid's first year uh, in Kansas City. But uh, the Chiefs are currently a two and a half point favorite at home against the Cowboys. What are your score predictions, and who do you guys have? I think I know the answer to that, though. <laughs> Jizzle, who you getting? <laughs> I, mean, I was going to let you go first. So. <laughs> I'll let you go first. I, I, all right. Uh, I think it's going to be 28-21. Okay. Uh, last time against Green Bay and Arrowhead, I mean, the stadium was rocking. And part of it was anticipation is playing the Green Bay Packers. And I think you're going to go into that type of uh, 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 crowd, that type of response from the home team and everybody else in the stadium because you know Dallas is coming in. And so we know we got to get this win. Not, so this win is going to mean just a whole lot, not just to – it's like this week everybody was like, yeah, we're back. Yeah, we're back. But this, yeah, let's, let's make sure we're back. So this is going to be the week four. We go into the play uh, uh, into the bye week seven and four, but well, shoot, it, it, hey, all the little bad stuff before the end. Hey, look, we this is where we need to be going, and I'll see that. So twenty eight twenty one, I think we hold 
Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he might get one touchdown. The other two, Dak might throw. After that, I think our defense is going to shut him down after that. 28-21, Chiefs. Well, I think it'll be 38-33. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I mean, I just think that Dallas is too good of an offense and they're going to put up numbers. It's just a matter of I think that our offense is clicking at the right time and I think our defense will make a play at the the, the time we need them to step up. So it's a high scoring game. Um, Vegas right now, the total points in this game is 55 and a half points. So E, you got the over and JD, you got the uh, the under on that one. <laughs> All right. We'll see. We'll see. All right, folks. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see what happens this Sunday. Uh, I, I hope it's a, it's a fun offensive explosion, like in the way E said, but hopefully it's like 38 to like 26, and, and then they score a touchdown at the end, and then, you know, get an onside kick with like no time left, and that's it. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, we got to get some pressure, man, on, on Dak, man. We get some, some pressure on Dak, stop that running game. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be better. We'll be better for it, man. I think I think at that moment, it's, it's one game Dak needs to play bad in. <laughs> We're going to be all right, though. Yeah, and hopefully we kind of we, we see what Denver did against them, and hopefully we can kind of like mimic that. I mean, hey man, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Pro. <laughs> All right, guys, it's All record guys. time. It is record time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.